another episode of Chris and Dave's Reality TV cast. I'm one of your hosts, Chris, and my co-host, our very good friend, he's Dave. Hey there, Chris, and hello to our listeners out there. Welcome to Chris and Dave's Reality TV cast. We are covering Love Island UK Season 9, Episode 7, Chris. Now, where would you like to start today? Well, Dave, I've got to say, well, we start with David, don't we? David, eventually, you know, he leaves now. We know he was going. Uh, we've had the weekend to digest that. I'm still... In the in my head, thinking how many days are we ahead? Of the, are they ahead of us, sort of thing? Mm. But anyway, we go with that. Um, I think I've got to be honest now, Dave. We've had a week and we've had a little bit of drama, and it's building up to a little bit. But this is a very slow burn of a series. I, I'm finding it really difficult to connect with all these guys so far. I, I, I find that I'm invested, and it's the same old Love Island, but. I, I don't know. I, I, I'm really disconnected and watch. I really want to be in and be involved. And there's a couple of little things we'll talk about. Well, I'm sure we'll get 25 minutes to half an hour out of this chatting about it because we always do with our opinions. But <laughs> I don't know. There's just something too polished about the contestants and I can't put my finger on it at the moment. Yeah, it, it's it's quite a dull season and I'm mindful of the email that we got about being jaded. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> but... I mean, it, I, I just don't think this has started off very well. And everyone is so aware of the cameras and that. And, and like I say, the fact that you've got a higher percentage of people who are looking to be influencers now, it just feels to me like it, it, it's so, so manufactured. I mean, right after David was leaving, he was talking about Harris doing a, a disingenuous wave. Yeah. <laughs> and... Basically, you had Shaq and Tanya talking together, you know, and they basically just sealed David's fate. He was off, and, and they're having some nice chat. But there was something that just it just jarred with me a little bit. So Shaq was, you know, they're having some sweet talk and stuff, and then he, he sort of says about, you know, we've got the rest of our lives, and then they both start laughing. And I thought... Was that a genuine, nice, sort, sort of sweet little moment? Because they both know they, they're far too early in the relationship for that. But there was something that just had me thinking, well, are they laughing at us almost? You know, they know this is ridiculous. They know this is on Love Island and, and they're playing it all up. And they know the game jarred with me that, that, that they were kind of laughing at us there. You know what? That's an interesting take. You know, you could be right, Dave. You could be right. And, and it could be like, you know, breaking that fourth wall down. We know that people think about this. We know last year, Ekinsu did it with the guy who they didn't put in Castle Ward eventually because he got leaked to the press. Yeah. So, so you honestly, I, you could be right. We know this stuff and we'll talk about Zara and Olivia later. But yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. I think it, it probably is a bit of a nod to the audience. Like, oh, we used to all silly enough to buy into this shit. You know what I mean? And knowing that a lot of the contestants, we've never had this before. And I said at the start of doing this podcast that a lot of the contestants were online and we haven't seen any yet because we've only had David go out at the moment. We've not seen them go on these podcasts and reveal behind the scenes stuff, but loads mm. of things was leaked last year, which I think, it was good to, to understand how the show works because we know it's not just simply they just dick around all day and that's it. Because when the girls are sat there, like, as we say, fucking Greece, you know, tell me more, tell me more, and the lads are there and all that shit, 
they are not sat there by accident. You know, Will's not just sat there and Shaq comes over and the next minute all four of the other lads <laughs> yeah. come and sit with him. It doesn't work like that. They're not positioned in the right shot. It's like when someone has a chat. If you were pissed off with me and we had a beef, you would just come over to me and go, Chris, I'm not happy about this, blah, blah, blah. You wouldn't say to me, uh, can we just go and sit over there while we have a chat, please, Chris? It doesn't... You wouldn't do <laughs> yeah. that, would you? In You'd the be, perfect camera yeah, position. Yeah, in the perfect camera <laughs> position, under the microphones. You would never do that in real life. Like like Big Brother, whatever you think of Big Brother, people forget the cameras there, they all say it, and you do get some organic arguments, don't you? Disagreements. People... Well, it doesn't matter where they are, these cameras ever, we know. But they don't get up and like, if you were calling me a bellend, you would never go, hang on, you bellend, let's just go over here because I want to have it. It just doesn't doesn't work <laughs> like that, does it? So we know all that's been, the fourth wall stuff's been broken, really, some of the mystique of the show. And and also, I was really interested in it, but the more I watched the contestants come out and using this platform, mainly just so they were like more relevant to the public, aren't they, and that. It was like, how have they not signed NDAs with the production company? They may have done yeah, yeah. this year. They may have done and they've gone, no, you're not allowed to know any shows while the show's running. You're not allowed, you might not allowed to say anything for a year yeah. after the show. That's how they work. I just, I cannot believe that they were all allowed to just basically ride roughshod on the show and slate it so much. It sort of ruined that for me. So I don't know if you feel the same, but it's interesting. <sighs> I don't know if it ruined it for me. It was a surprise last season when they all started coming out. And I, I kind of think, again, is this ITV almost changing its strategy? So they're, they're, they've gone from taking these no marks, you know, these these beautiful people, but they just happen to be on Instagram. So they, you know, some of them apply, but we know that some of them are talent scouted, aren't they? And like, there's almost this... Uh, two-way beneficiary beneficial relationship now i was saying about will with his million instagram followers you know it's quite handy for itv to have him on you know to uh, create more of a buzz and i guess having people go out talk on podcasts and stuff you know it keeps the conversation going doesn't it and you would think the more mentions on it on social media you know it, it it's a good thing for ITV, I think. So I, I just think we're, we're seeing it, the show evolve a little bit. But while we're exploring this uh, lack of authenticity, Chris, you mentioned Olivia and Zara there. And, and <laughs> fairly early on, right, we saw basically, oh, and I want to come back to Ron as well, but Olivia and Ron were bitching about Zara. And it's like, hang about, just... Earlier in the night, continuity-wise, you were saying to Zara, you know, you're gonna put, you're gonna put all your investment, you know, you, you're gonna go with Lana uh, because of how she was being with uh, Tom. But then Ron's quite happy to bitch to Olivia about Zara about the games that she's playing. It's like, well, she's only been there five minutes. What what games is she playing? And all these things that happen with Olivia and Zara. I mean, either Olivia is just fucking high maintenance, pain in the ass, utter bell end. But I don't believe that, Chris. I just believe this is fucking manufactured drama. We know from the comments, you know, back and forth on uh, on Instagram that they know at least of each other if they don't know each other directly. This is manufactured drama to try and create a bit of drama to keep them relevant, to, to not have them bore, uh, boring. 
you know, and, and it just creates that bite between the two of them. Chris, I don't believe any of that. Well, Dave, you have stolen my thunder, my good friend, because I completely <laughs> agree. I agree. I, I, I cannot disagree with that argument because it does seem so fake. Like, why are you getting so annoyed? Olivia's getting annoyed at Zara talking to Tom, picking Tom. She couldn't give a shit about Tom. Is it just because the fact that what she thought was, you know, like very possessive, like what she thought was hers, uh, it's sort of like, if I can't have him, nobody can have him sort of thing. I don't know because Tom, Tom tried. I'm not saying, you know, Tom's an angel or anything, but she said Harris is her type. She's with Harris, so she should be happy. Yeah. But she's really took umbrage. And also this thing about her being two-faced, Dave. Now, if it's all made up, that is the perfect way to fucking start a feud, done it? You know, like, say yeah. you're two-faced, because she's not letting that go. And if it isn't fake, fucking hell, she bears a grudge, my or holds a, bears a, holds a grudge a lot. But I'm with you. I, I can't take to Olivia, and I don't think Zara's done anything. We see a VT of tomorrow's episode. It looks like it's going to kick off again. But I, I, I'll just be watching to see, like, am I invested in that? Because I think you've hit the nail on the head with it, Dave. And I think a few people have said that online as well. Yeah, I mean, I am 50-50. I want to believe this drama. And, you know, we get at the end. Because there were a few little things, like you say, the the whole thing with Tom. You know, it seemed like Olivia, oh, yeah, it's great. You know, happy to be coupled up with Harris. And Harris is keeping his cards close to his chest and whatever. But then she's got the fucking hump about this comment about, um, oh, what was it that, that Tom said? Uh, about really being invested in the relationship or something like that. And she was like, oh, well, I can't help but feel that was aimed at me. And I'm thinking, okay, if I do take that at face value, then you are just an utter bellend. You know, not everything is about you. And I'd said it yesterday, so I'm not just repeating what Zara says in the preview for tomorrow, but fucking get over yourself. You know what I mean? Like you say, she she fucking, not everything is about you, but she's just acting like a bellend, but I just can't believe it. So I do kind of hope that as things go on, we start to see, and you start to see clues and you think, oh no, that's, that's not part of a tactic or else they wouldn't have acted in this way. Or, But it just feels so manufactured to me right now. Yeah, I think you're right, Dave. And talking about manufactured, Dave, what a segue in, my friend. We get the two Aussie bombshells. Well, <laughs> I, you know, I've called out Will. You know, he's a bit of a triad and everything. However, I give him credit because the first thing he said, and I, I was sat there, Dave. I was sat there with me fucking big magnifying glass. I've got my earphones on, listening to it, thinking, <laughs> right, if any of these fuckers turn around and go, Oh, that's Jesse and fucking Aaron from Love Island, Australia. Yeah. <laughs> I was out. I was the guy who jumps out the window meme, you know, the fucking bloke in the meeting room and it jumps out. And I'm there, we were talking on Discord, weren't we, with everyone? And I'm like, if they say that, because like when Adam Collard come in, I still don't believe it. I know he was a baddie and everything. And then someone, and if you're a super van, you probably know he is. But it just, it, that was a bit of a stretch. I still didn't buy it, but I could understand it. UK. He's a bad dude. He may have seen him in the press leading up to it. Straight away, it's Adam Collard. No problem. I'll buy it. I'll go along with it. But no one, to be fair, no one said it, but I was like, I'm fucking grinding my teeth. But when they come in, Aaron and Jesse, and they're like meeting everyone and the chatting. So Jesse takes the guys off. Aaron takes the girls off. And I'm just like, fuck off. You know, someone had said on our Discord, and they're right, like, I'm not buying into this because, 
Are they going to move to the UK? <laughs> we talked about on the last show. And Will, to be fair, actually questioned us straight away, didn't he? And said, like, she's like, well, yeah. I would travel if I fell in love. And I'm like, like fuck off. Yeah. You are <laughs> not there for anything more than Instagram. And our great friend Derek on Facebook has put their um, Instagram followers. And I think Jesse's at about 70-odd thousand or something, Dave. You watch that go yeah. to where she wants it to go. And if she's successful... She's going to have this mini career in the UK. And I, I don't know whether Aaron will, because I don't really, I don't think I've, I remember him now. I didn't really take to him the first time around, but Jesse was quite a likable character. Even though yeah. she got shafted literally by Owen. But so Dave, she's going to make a killing on this show if she does it all right. That's the right PR company. But what a waste of our fucking time bringing them over into the show. <laughs> Well, I don't know. It's it's either them or some other no mark off Instagram, well, yeah. isn't it? So <laughs> but, why yeah. do you have a problem with them and not, not all from, the others? They come from Australia. It's like why you not you don't live here. You know, like on the US one and the and the Australian one, we had English people in there. We had the Welsh lads on English, but we had the Welsh lad in, didn't we? Callum, he lived in Australia. We had an English girl at the start of that series. She got voted off, but she lived in Australia. In the American mm, one was the yeah, girl who yeah. actually won the American one was English, one of the one of the couples. So so if they live there, I can buy it. But not yeah, the fact they yeah. flew them in on a fucking first class plane and gone, there you go, see what you can do. And they're not even for me, they're not even Love Island alumni. It's not like it's Grant Crap or you know, some of the other people who are like really popular. Oh, could you imagine if like Grant Crap and was it Cassidy? The Cassidy. one who picked him. Like, uh, uh, no, Taylor, Taylor. Oh, Taylor, Cassidy. Cassidy was the one who yeah. picked yeah. him just purely out of spite. I mean, you want yes. some royalty like that in, don't you? But yeah, they, these were, you know, again, I don't really remember that much about Aaron, but, you know, he seems to have come in. He seems to have a bit of a chip on his shoulder for me. I, I, yeah. I don't quite get it. Again, you talk about the setup. Um, way of of shooting the camera. So when he sat there with the fucking bottle right on right in front of his cock basically and you've got equal number of girls to the left, yeah. equal number of girls to the right. It's like that looks like such an awkward place to have a conversation. <laughs> but obviously when you when you're filming it it looks quite good but yeah it, it just seems strange there. So yeah I, I agree. I mean purely about exposure isn't it? But but yeah, I mean, can any of the others really say that that's what they're not there for? You know, these are yeah. it's just more obvious because they've had to fly over. They've got no intention of staying over here. They just know the UK season is the biggest Love Island there is. So if you get onto this Love Island, you know, you will get more Instagram followers. So like you say, if they stay in for a few weeks or more, you'll see that grow. And so, yeah, job done. I think... <laughs> But, but I agree with you. <laughs> to your original point, it, it was good that Will. I mean, he is a smart cookie. To be fair, I don't think yeah. he's particularly good with the ladies, but he is kind of you know he's got a brain up there. So you know he, he was calling it out straight away, like you say. Yeah, and he, and to be fair, Dave, as we've said about Will, um, I think I'm, I think I'm sort of warming to him a little bit, Dave, because. He's just not offensive, is he? He just he says all these quirky things. He's trying to be funny. He's having a joke. Jesse and him had a bit of a connection. And I think she's probably his type because she was quite quirky, wasn't she? And very 
uh, outgoing. She's like a Butlin's buddy, you know, rep like he is, you know, someone who should be a children's <laughs> entertainer or someone like that, you know, that really sort of over the top approach of people and just so happy and nice. And I think she, she could be possibly, she could be right for him. And, and, and it seemed, I was yeah. quite sweet on that chat at the end. I thought, you know what? Fair play to him. You know what I mean? It looked like they actually had something about him. So I'm, I'm sort of turning a little bit on Will Day because I did call him out a bit the first week. I think, I think unfortunately, <laughs> he's the best of a bad bunch at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> Is he a complete arsehole? Not really. So, no. so he becomes the best one. Uh, so, yeah, I, I was saying last week, so towards the back end of last week, uh, you know, I, I was kind of warming to him a little bit as well. I, I still think he should, he should really be gone, you know, any time now. Because even with um, Jesse, I, I don't think there'll be anything there. I, th- I think she's got to get to know everyone, but I, I don't think they'll end up together. But. I think because of his million Instagram followers, I think the producers will work very hard to make sure he keeps, uh, he stays in the villa. So, yeah. I mean, let's see, let's see. Well, Dave, I've got, a, I've got a, uh, a bit of a bone to pick as well with one of the most hated words I hear all the time on these reality shows. Bants. And it's, uh, well, yeah, bants gets on my fucking nerves anyway. It's about me fucking tits out. But no, Dave, when Ron was talking about She's my type on paper. Now, what fucking paper? <laughs> fucking toilet paper? You know, what What sort of paper? We, that is one of the worst. I mean, I've never sat there and gone, you know what, Dave? You know, my type is, and wrote it down, because you'd just be a narcissistical fucking uh, egomaniac. And I don't think anybody, whoever you get with, is whoever you get with. You, have, you may have a type that you're attracted to, it doesn't always mean you end up with you that type, does it, Dave? If you love that person, it doesn't matter as long as you know, you're happy and everything. And I know I'm thinking, you know, as a 44-year-old middle-aged man now, Dave, which I hate saying I'm middle-aged, but obviously I am now because I'm going to live until at least – well, no, I'm actually, Dave. I'm a third of the way through because I'm going to live until 130, I think, at least. So I'm probably not <laughs> middle-aged. So I'm still a youth in my, my eyes. In but, your prime. In your prime. In my prime. Yeah, in my prime. <laughs> the aches and pains say otherwise, but I'm in my prime. But, yeah. It just pisses me off. That, that is like bingo bonanza, isn't it? You know, you get your bingo card, it's my type on paper. I don't know. It's not as said like it was in the last, like a few series ago. Everyone was saying, my type on paper, my type. But as soon as I said it, I was like, oh, fucking toast curling, cringy as fuck that, Ron. And then, yeah. I don't know, Dave. There's something about Ron at the moment. I'm not feeling him. I've got to say. No. I, I said last week, didn't I? Day one. I thought oh, he seems like a, a decent enough guy and seemed to like really go all in for Lana. But then you can see like with anyone, his head's turned it almost instantly. As soon as someone new walks in, <laughs> that's yeah. his head's turned. And so his actions and what he says are two different things. And I was saying about Olivia being a game, a game player. And actually I think Zara's in on it, but she just, because she's on the receiving end, she doesn't come across that. Like, she is playing the game as such, if that makes sense. But she's definitely yeah. in on it. Fucking Ron is as well. 100%. Yeah. I, I kept saying he, he's very aware that the cameras are there. He's sort of having the conversation with the person and the camera at the same time. And, yeah, some of the things he says, like I say, bitching about Zara to Olivia, I thought was weird. But then as soon as Jesse's in, he's like, oh, head's mush. And like, 
what's that hang about? You know, what, what is it? And then when he's having the chat to the boys, he's saying about, oh, yeah, I'm just trying to be open and honest and all this stuff. And it's like, so which one is it? You know, no one's saying you have to couple up to couple up in that first week. But I think what we're seeing, Chris, is this evolution of the game playing tactics that are coming into it. You know, if you don't couple up early and not exactly declare you love, but if you don't couple up early and make your feelings known, make someone feel really special, when it comes to a vote, you could end up booted out. Yeah. So there's no point having a long-term game plan if you can't stay in for the first couple of weeks, let's say. And out of all of the boys, I think Ron is the biggest game player out of the lot. Yeah. I'm with you, Dave. I thought Harris might have been that, but I think Ron... He's just, he's just off, isn't he? Like you say, his chat and stuff. Maybe he's a bit too honest. I don't know, but but you never, but he wasn't honest because so, you go off like what he no. said about Lana, and he's saying like how much he was into her and blah blah blah. And then obviously, Ron's with Tanyana. I know it wasn't his pick, but he's he's just he's just blagged it all the time. And he like we always say, it's like that nice new shiny toy appears. And he's like, oh my gosh, yeah. you know. And he's allowed to get to know her. There's no problem. That's Love Island. But when you don't go on record saying how you're such a loyal guy and you're going to do this, this, and this. Yeah, that's the problem, isn't it? That's the issue. It's, everyone can be attracted. You might think it's steady in these things, not really in real relationships, and then an absolute world-class, you know, world-class, I'm going to say worldly, that sounds even worse. Fucking how old am I, Dave? But, <laughs> you know, so, that sounds terrible. But, but someone who they are attracted to, men or women, whoever they're attracted to comes in and they're like, oh, my God, I need to get to know that person. There's nothing wrong with that. That's Love Island. But when you put the fucking, you know, the stick in the sand, that's it. You fuck then. You're just going to become a hypocrite and become a bit of a baddie. So sometimes keep your mouth shut and just let the game, you know, play out sort of thing. So, yeah, you might learn that as it goes on, Dave. We've seen this so many times with people, haven't we, in Love Island? But at the moment, I'm with you. I'm just not feeling him. Yeah, again, I, I don't quite know exactly what the game is, but I, I'm just wondering, you know, is he is he saying the stuff about Jesse? Because we know, with the benefit of all the previous seasons, we know that the contestants, they have to keep themselves interesting as well. You can't do a Jake and basically couple up on day one and then, you know, basically be boring and try and manipulate everyone else into cheating. You know, it, it, that's not going to work. So... People have to, I think they feel like the audience has to feel like the relationship is under a bit of um, pressure and, you know, they might yeah. not get together. So that when they get back together, we're like, oh, yeah. I mean, look at the previous winners, you know, and we were talking about the Australian one. What, what was the couple that came back in? Uh, Mitch and, and Tina. Tina, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, they had your classic kind of love triangle thing and then it's will they won't they and then they got back together ended up winning yeah and then they came back in the following season and tried to do the fucking same again <laughs> you know will yeah. they won't they but they ended up getting booted out so I, I, I think it's people just getting a bit more sophisticated with the game playing now yeah i think so i agree dave i agree so have you got anything else dave before we wrap this one up 
No, I think we've done well to stretch this out for like 20 odd minutes. <laughs> I, I think I was going through it and I was thinking, crikey, this is, this is hard going, to be honest. So, and it was right at the end, wasn't it, where yeah. there's a, a little bit of a preview for tomorrow and, you know, it does look tasty. But it is tainted a little bit with just the just that doubt that it's all manufactured. But yeah, yeah. Let, let's see. No, I'm with you, Dale. I'm with you. A massive thank you to everyone who supported us, guys. Please get over to Facebook. We're almost at 400 uh, friends over there. Chris and Dave's Reality TV cast. And uh, get your uh, thing to join, and we'll approve you and everything. I really appreciate everyone. How the hell we're up to that many? I do not know. But thank you for everyone. And a great community on there. Everyone's so nice to each other. I have loads of chat, loads of insider stuff, and loads of links for the episodes if you're outside the UK as well. So really, uh, if you like that sort of thing, please get over there, guys. If you want to email us, cdrealitycast at gmail.com. If you want to follow us on social media, at cdrealitycast. If you do want to support us a little bit more, get us to patreon.com forward slash cdrealitycast. So today's Roll Call of Honor is Cassie, Megan, Kate, Annabeth, Maggie, Kristen, Zoe, Gillian, Michelle, Keith, Helen, Brianna, Joanna, Libby, Katie, Dee Dee, Priscilla, Susan, Hennessy, Tracy, Lauren, Lucky Luna Green, and Kent Gustafson. So thank you so much, guys. We live to podcast another day, my friend. <laughs> Yay. (laughs) (laughs) Now, now. I'm just joking. I'm just joking. Well, come on, let's have some drama tomorrow. Uh, We we need it. Again, I've seen a few people actually say, Chris, about the whole winter Love Island, you know, the fact that we're all sat here freezing our balls off. (laughs) You know, it's just when it's summer and you're watching Love Island, it, it feels different, you know, because you, you're quite warm yourself and, yeah, just coming off the back of Christmas. So, winter Love Island is not my favourite, but um, let, let's hope we get a bit more drama, manufactured or not. Yeah, I'm with you, Dave. I've had too many fucking celebrations and heroes over Christmas. I'm currently drinking two litre bottles of water trying to get myself into some sort of shape for the summer. So in the summer, I agree at the moment, I look like a Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. So we, it's not nice watching all these people parade around at 100 degrees, Dave. We're there freezing our fucking balls off. But there you go. That's the UK winter for you. But I'm with you. I, I think the summer would have been enough for anything. I don't think this will have much legs after this series. And apparently the yeah, viewership's let's... down as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not a surprise. But um, we'll always be here, Chris. We will. <laughs> right we will. to the end. Right, we will. Right to when they jump in the shark. And since they're in South Africa, I wouldn't mind seeing some shark jump in. But thank you very much, <laughs> sir. And thanks to all of our listeners and supporters out there. And we'll speak to you next time. Bye. <laughs>